What's going on? Welcome to Where the Fuck's My Sequel. I'm John Joe Lyons, and this is episode one of the brand new podcast uh, where I get someone on the show. We pick a film and then we basically pitch our own sequels uh, and discuss which one is better. Uh, my name is John Joe Lyons, and I'm joined today by one of my oldest friends in the fucking world, uh, my boy Calvin Gillum. What's going on, G? I don't really know what to fucking say in this situation. Um, <laughs> thanks for making me do this. <laughs> I guess you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you for being on, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I like I've I've got a few other guests like lined up, but I really wanted the first episode to be to be somebody that could be better than. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I've known for a long time, and now I'm comfortable with chatting to. Because like, uh, yeah, anyone that's listening, you know, I mean, we're doing this over Zoom. There's a slight delay, so be a, like, you know, look out for that. But also, um, as this is the first episode, we're sort of working out the format. So this one might be a bit shaky or whatever, but, you know, just listen and enjoy. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, just before we get started, Calvin, do you have anything to plug? Absolutely nothing. Um, please don't contact me. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. yeah don't even um... use my full name, you know. <laughs> Beat that shit out. <laughs> like, can you, can you put like a bar over my eyes when they fucking do this? <laughs> Oh, fuck. Um, right. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, for my plugs, obviously I've got the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash John Joe Lyons. We just hit 15,000 subscribers, which is fucking sick. Um, and, uh, if you want to see the uncut videos, uh, go over to patreon.com forward slash John Joe Lyons. If you're on the Patreon right now, then you're watching this on the video version, which is only ever going to be available on the Patreon. And uh, you can see how fucking shit my, my webcam is, man. It is brutal. But I am uh, doing cool. a GoFundMe at GoFundMe.com forward slash The Big Studio Upgrade, uh, where I'm going to be doing a lot more of the streaming of the horror games and such and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, like I say, YouTube, Patreon, and the GoFundMe. Um, and, yeah, obviously the podcast going forward. If you're on uh, Apple or Spotify or whatever and you can rate this shit, then, you know, give it five stars and uh, I'll suck your dick. Um, but anyway, today we're going to be looking at the film Jason X, one of the best horror sequels, in my opinion. Um, I saw this movie uh, when it first released and I went to the cinema in Brighton and uh, I got in there and it was me and one other guy and the second guy left halfway through. So it was literally just me in the cinema on my own the entire time. And I had such a fucking good time, man. I, I love this movie. Um, the original script differs a little bit from the from the final products because uh like it required a higher budget or whatever but um but all in all still what we get is pretty fucking bad man so um i'm just going to quickly uh go over what actually happens in the film just briefly so that we can get up to date with where our sequels are going to take place from so in jason x uh, it starts off at the crystal lake research facility which is hilarious that they've got a research facility underneath the camp now um but basically they've captured jason somehow and they've tried all of these different tests to try and see if he can die Man won't die, so basically the army are like, yeah, we're going to use his DNA to fucking uh, make super soldiers. Jason breaks out, uh, but the girl, the lead scientist there, whose name escapes me, I'm just going to look that up now, but she basically uh, manages to freeze him cryogenically and inadvertently freezes herself. Um, then we flash forward hundreds of years to the future. A random field trip of kids find them both. They get brought on board. Jason wakes up, starts fucking people up left and right. It was one of the highest body counts in Friday the 13th history. Basically, at the end, there's only a few of them left. Jason gets... Oh, sorry, I missed out the best bit fucking halfway through. Halfway through the movie, Jason gets fucked up beyond belief by a cyborg or an android uh, called KM, who's been built by one of the students. And um, a she fucking fucks sex robot, and I love it. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the sex the sex robot, the one that the guy is definitely fucking one hundred percent. Um, but it's it's important to remember her. He sucks Jason's dick off until he's disemboweled. <laughs> she fucking explodes Jason's head, and uh, but then the nanites that brought the girl that he was with back to life then bring him back to life. But because there's not enough flesh left, they end up going out and getting all of the metal and machinery surrounding and turning him into Uber Jason, which is basically if Jason fucked Robocop. Um, but yeah, at the end. Jason ends up launched out of the ship and the last two survivors sort of fly away. 
and uh, Brodsky, who's the Marine, head Marine, he grabs Jason and they both fly into the atmosphere of a planet. Now, in the film, it suggested this planet is Earth 2, but, you know, it may or may not be. Um, And then the very final shot at the end is two two teenagers by by like in a wooded area and they kiss and stuff. And then, you know, they're having a nice time and they see a shooting star. And then one of them's like, oh, you know, it's it's in the lake. Let's go check it out. And then you see the mask drop down to the to the riverbed. And that's the end. Right. So, you know, Jason's back in a place where he can cause more mayhem. And that's the end of the movie. And um, like, what what are your thoughts on the film? <laughs> OK, so when I put the fucking thing on, right, the first 10 minutes of this movie, I was expecting it to be utter shite. And I was watching it and I was like, oh, they've like they've put some money in the budget. And, you know, just the uplighting on the girl's face. I was just like, wow, they've really, really outdone themselves. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, nah, this is shit. Um, so <laughs> so there, there's a there's a like there's a really early twist, and that's that it's shit. Um so <laughs> didn't expect it. <laughs> but, I mean, like in terms of creativity, like this is written by Todd Farmer, who's the same guy who's written. I think he wrote um, Drive Angry. He's written a bunch of cool shit. And uh, he he makes... Is it him that makes movies with Patrick Lussier, who who edited the early Scream films? Anyway, that's nerd shit. But basically, like, to put Jason in space. Yeah, and because when, when they were going to make this movie, they because they were waiting for Freddy versus Jason to get made, but they needed to put some other Friday the 13th okay. content out. And so they were like, okay, you can make whatever you want as long as it doesn't fuck with the timeline of Freddy versus Jason. And so Todd Farmer was like, mm. all right, cool. I'll just put it in, in space then. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I mean, I love the movie. I think it's real silly fun. It's got the budget of an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is fine for me. The acting is hammy, but but still like fine. And the ending is epic. And obviously when Jason steps out in the Uber Jason costume, it's just fucking amazing. But anyway, so I really wanted a sequel to get made. Obviously it never happened because this film got pirated. It's one of the earlier films to get pirated on the internet before release. So that fucked with mm. its uh, box office. And also a lot of people just didn't get the joke and were just like, oh, this is dog shit or whatever. But it's, oh, you know, it's a fan oh. favorite. It's one of my favorite films uh, probably ever. I showed it to my son. I showed it to Seth. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it was what he's like, you know, he's like 12 now. So I was like, fuck it. I'll show him. I'll show him Freddie. Um, not Freddie versus Jason. Jason X. Mate, listen, he thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. He really liked it, so so you know it's it it's basically. Just I mean, it is, it is it is there are there are funny fucking moments of it, and like um like when a chick gets her face um frozen oh, yes. off. Yeah. The shit that I love about that is like Beth's an esthetician. You know, right. that, I mean, she does aesthetics. I'm just yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Dumbing it down for the for the layman's, you know what I mean? And so basically she has fucking powders that do that same fucking effect to you, but she uses them to like take blackheads out your fucking face and shit like that. Yeah, so not explode watching, your like, head. That's, you know, that's fucking cheap to make such a fucking cool effect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sick. It's, it's one of the crea- most creative kills of, of the entire franchise. But um, also, but yeah, I, was, I-, I was disappointed. I felt like there was like, a lot of opportunity that they missed in this because they have they have the nanobots right and one of the earlier scenes in the fucking movie this dickhead gets his arm somehow chopped off by a stationary jason yeah and they bring him back to the fucking um spaceship and they reattach his arms with nanobots they could have so many fucking kills with this and just keep on bringing the people back to life and jason just mark him <laughs> in another way in another way be, i mean how much fucking fun would it be for the confusion of jason to, like, yeah. <laughs> to just have the same chick bodied over and over and over again <laughs> yeah for real yeah i suppose but um but yeah anyway so you know that's obviously jason x and uh today what 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 i tasked you with is to come up with your very own sequel to Jason X. Um, like, um, the reason we're doing this in the first episode is because I've had my sequel, like, written down for a while. Um, like, I even had, like, certain scenes of it, like, fully scripted out from start to finish. And so with doing this, I've sort of basically put it into, like, a, like, a, like, a, uh, like an overview. Um, and, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to read from ours now. But uh, you're going to go first. 
So do you have do you have a special title for yours or is it just Jason X2? Okay, this is Jason XXL. And it's <laughs> like like you're you're aware of Freddy versus Jason. This is a Jason versus Magic Mike movie. So basically what happens is Jason finds himself down on his luck, right? And he's Camp Crystal Lake is about to be fucking demolished and built over. And he's only got a couple months to make the money to buy Camp Crystal Lake to fucking save it so as he can rebuild it. So basically, Jason and his bridging Channing, Channing Rapum um, come Jesus together. <laughs> right, I admit, I didn't watch the movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, okay, all right. So my fucking story doesn't have a title. So I guess it's Jason X2. Can I just say so, quickly, before you go on, go on, I'm so fucking relieved that that was a joke. <laughs> I thought, I thought <laughs> you were going <laughs> to... Oh, I just it. It took me Literally, minutes. if you could feel the relief that I feel right now. Okay, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, Jason X2. Oh, the pain. Um, oh. All right, so story starts with uh, two young people making out by a lake on mm -hmm. the bed of a pickup. In the distance, you hear the muffled sound of a car radio and a song breaks into a news report and they're ignoring it because they're fucking. So it seems this year, spring break has ended early. As of tomorrow morning, Camp Crystal Lake is being shut down by local authorities due to the disappearance of... The camera flips position to a POV shot from behind what looks like some bushes. We're looking at two holes surrounded by darkness. In the distance, we see the pickup truck with the teens falling around. The news report continues, but it's muffled. Behind the truck is a cabin, well lit from the inside. There is obvious movement, but what's happening is out of focus. The POV shot starts to slowly lurch closer and closer to the truck. The girl pushes the boy away and in a shrill voice commands, not unless you have protection, Barry. Barry sits up with a smug look on his face that quickly turns to confusion. Barry looks down and slowly tilting up from the bottom of his torso is a giant machete blade. Barry goes to mumble, but his mouth is smothered by a giant hand. Behind the hand, the mouth starts leaking blood as the blade is flung sideways, disemboweling Barry and covering the girl's face with blood in what looks like a circle. The girl attempts to flee the truck, but as she presses her hand on the tailgate of the pickup, Jason kicks it, closing it and cutting off all of the fingers on one hand. The girl puts up what is left of both hands in front of her face and attempts to scream. But as she does so, Jason slices through the tops of her intact fingers and the top of her skull, leaving her body to slip backwards and her mutilated hands to momentarily fly up beside her. The circle of blood cut in half now looks like a smile on the top half of her face and her fingerless hands appear to be giving two thumbs up. <laughs> okay, once again, we go to the point of view shot and lumber across, across to the cabin for the wind sitting round a circular table playing strip poker. We can see only one of their faces. In the background, a shirtless muscular back pours a beer and we see additional shadows on the wall. The shot zooms in through and passes the mask. You hear a low IQ chatter of the group beneath the trash pop slash rap music that's playing in the background. One voice shouts out, hey guys, did you hear that? Hear what, Jessica? Turn down the music. Trying to hear something. The moment seems to pass as she picks her cards back up. And as she looks at her hand, the poker table flies in the air, surrounded by splintered floorboards. Jason lands in the room and spins with his machete at just the right height to behead each of the girls at the card table. The muscular guy from the background lunges and attempts to smash his glass bottle over Jason, who catches it with one hand and forces the bottleneck inside the jock's mouth. His eyes widen as he attempts to scream. Jason twists the bottle, then with his free hand, palm strikes it through his throat. Fuck Flooding up. in through the doors of the cabin are an impossible number of teens, all attempting to subdue Jason. Jason dispatches them with, his, with ease, but they keep coming more and more and more and more until Jason is momentarily overpowered and dragged to the ground. As he looks to the right at the severed head of the girl on the floor, they are all the same girl from the pickup truck with different oh. hairstyles. Reality glitches, and for a second, Jason is a room by himself. Then he's back to the start of the scene, staring through the bushes. This time, Jason speeds run that shit. Sp ah, this time, Jason speed runs that shit. Huh, much better. <laughs> 
Why would we need protection, baby? Barry's head rolls to the ground. The girl in the car has no time to think she's already dead. We zoom in on the muscular back of the guy pouring himself a drink. Then the camera rotates around him. All the girls are dead by the time the camera rotates back. The impossible waves of identical teens flood in and Jason obliterates them. This time he knows their moves. And in a shot by shot remake of the last fight scene, Jason is a step ahead in every blow. The final overpowering wave of kids flood through the door and Jason turns his back on them as they collide with him. Jason throws his machete backwards and the world glitches again around him. The machete flies off screen. For a moment, it sounds like the simulation is about to start back up again, but not this time. Jason is free. From his left, a door opens and a group of armed bodyguards, uh, sorry, uh, armed men run in. The door automatically closes. They put up a fight, but Jason dispatches them. A second group runs in from a different door. The door slams behind them with a hydraulic kiss. Once again, all men are doomed. A third door opens, and as the camera focuses on, on them, as the camera focuses on them, the body of one of the fallen comrades flies towards them. They duck, and at the moment, a 300-pound 6'6 beast of a man blasts through them like a bullet train through a car that is stalled on the tracks. There's obvious carnage, blood everywhere, but the space is too tight to really see. All we know is that Jason is victorious. Jason travels through a hexagonal corridor until he finds a hexagonal screen. A man in a lab coat nervously comes on the screen. Jason, Jason, wait a second. Before you rampage, let me explain. Behind him is a window and out of that window is a solar system. A sun, planets you don't recognize with giant moons. One moon is industrial and the more you focus on it, the more it looks like they are building the moon themselves. Industrial spaceships circle it and what looks like things being shuttled back and forth and being loaded on the moon. The man keeps typing on the keyboard. The phrase password required flashes on the screen. We've been harvesting your DNA, Jason. It's for the progression of humanity. He's to properly survive the great distance of space. And frankly, man is never meant to make it off the planet Earth. But because of you, we are interstellar and we will no doubt conquer the universe. But Jason, I fear we have learned everything we need to have learned from you. So this is goodbye. The man on the keyboard hits enter and the screen splits in half, revealing it is actually an airlock. Jason attempts to cling to the hallway, but the machete is flung from his hands, flying a million miles ahead of him. The bodies of the dead soldiers start to fly by. His grip weakens and he's flung out into space. The abyss is long and Jason travels far. We see the initial number of stars in the galaxy and Jason's dead eyes focusing on nothing as he gently spins, traveling farther and farther through space. As time passes, new, new stars are born and the constellation grows. Stars that shone bright begin to dwindle. Empty planets in the distance are born bare. And when comets collide with them, life is born. As Jason slowly drifts by, the planet's seas dry up and the planet dies. For a moment, a hexagonal spaceship stops to examine Jason and then flies far into the distance. More stars gently fade out. There is less and less light. We fly past the burnt-out hexagonal spaceship, the side of it torn open. Space debris floats gently beside it, locked in place by gravity like a moon. Stars one by one fizzle out, except one. The only one we are flying towards. Can I just ask a question quick? Mm. Um, oh, do you want to... Go on. I just wanted to ask, so this Jason that we've got here, mm -hmm. is this Uber Jason mm -hmm. still? Yeah, for the moment. Yeah, yeah, okay, he's still robot Jason, that's fine. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm just trying to picture it, so yeah, yeah. After billions of years, Jason is on a path to collide with a planet. <laughs> Re-entry is bright. Jason is engulfed in a ball of flame, burning through this stupid Jason X mask and armor, leaving behind it only burnt flesh and slightly jam damaged original Jason hockey. Mask. Right, okay, yeah. Good timing to ask then, John Joe. Right. Jason hurtles towards Earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason hurtles towards Earth, leaving a giant crater in the distance. A primitive humanoid species looks on. They race through the jungle to see what gift from the sky God has granted them. Jason comes too, while being carried on a throne lifted by eight primitives using two wooden planks. Jason pauses, taking everything in through his dead eyes. He is carried through the jungle on top of a mountain, where alongside him a procession of girls are led one by one to the edge of the volcano. The first one is thrown in. Lava splashes back to the sky. And for the first time in his life, Jason is understood. 
We are sacrificing virgins to him. Jason nods silently. The next one is thrust in and the next and the next. The line pauses and a primitive approaches. Jason to reunite him with the only gift the sky gods had given them before. Jason's machete. A next girl was sacrificed. This one is not a virgin and he knows it. The rampage begins and Jason slices primitive after primitive. The tribe is in bedlam. Running and rushing in terror, Jason follows one to a cave. There is no escape. They are doomed at that moment. At the moment, Jason crosses the threshold of the cave. The volcano booms and a rock hurls through the sky, landing in the mouth of the cave. A frightened native paints a picture of a hockey mask in blood on the rock, and the camera spins around. The light has changed. Friend Highcock pronounced I don't like this, Chad. My people say this mountain is cursed. We're forbidden from visiting it. Baby, we live in the age of science. Do you really still believe all those crazy stories? You think this sky devil will be angry if we come and enjoy the view for a while? Besides, if the mission doesn't work, we're all dead anyway. Sky God, Chad. Why would he be a god if he's evil? She follows behind him 10 feet away, trudging up the mountain. Babe. Wait, hold, hold babe. on a minute. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. I'm confused. Right. Go okay. So, so we're dealing with all these primitives and, and natives and whatnot. Yeah. And they're sacrificing people into a mm -hmm. volcano. I missed where Chad came from. Yeah. What happened there? Uh, time has shifted. So basically, right. the fucking camera has spun around for a second, okay. and now we are far, far in the future. All right. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, so, so we we can surmise then from uh from where the story is going, we're mm -hmm. basically saying that the times the the storyline of the Friday the Thirteenth movies originally leading up to Jason X that was in a past civilization billions of years ago, oh. and it's almost like civil it repeats. It's like cyclical, right? Okay. No. No. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. That that was in a different civilization. Yes, it is somewhat yeah. repeating. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, cool. So, 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 like the Friday the Thirteenth movies were in a were in a galaxy a long, long time ago, far, far away. Mm -hmm. And now this is uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so, all right. I don't know where the fuck I was, but um. All right. Okay. So she follows behind him ten feet away, trudging up the mountain. Babe, what do you think this is? The rock is now surrounded with a stone altar. Rocks balancing, making a sort of spiral spire with a sharp obsidian rock placed on top. It's a warning, Chad. It means turn back. Whatever. Chad kicks over one of the towers of stacked rocks. I'm going to go enjoy the view. Chad goes to climb the boulder, pushing his foot off from the Jason mask. As he gets to the top, he looks around, surveying the area. And with what looks like a Polaroid camera, he goes to climb higher, placing his foot on the rock face that is the entrance to the cave, and the rock crumbles. He looks down. His feet are in Birkenstocks because no one likes a person in Birkenstocks and we all <laughs> need to die more. Okay, so he puts even more of his weight on the rock and it crumbles even more. He looks at his girl, bad footing up here. And at that moment, Jason's fist punches through the rock and grabs his ankle. Jason violently pulls the leg of Chad ankle first through the hole, forcing Chad to smash end as he's dragged through the small jagged hole, which is widening as his body disappears inside the darkness. The flash of his faux Polaroid turns the black hole white, and you see the silhouette of Jason from the girl's perspective. His girl watches on his horror as the camera flashes again as Jason picks him up, and again as Jason launches him. The sky god, the sky god, she screams as Chad's mangled body is thrown back through the now person-sized hole, landing on a pile of sacred rocks, impaling him, I'd say, obsidian spike. All right. Chad's eyes lock on with hers. He is, is he alive? Is he dead? The skin in his face is partially peeled off due to the rocks. A Polaroid of Jason slides out of the camera. She grabs the picture and goes to mouth, oh sorry, and he goes to mouth a word, but his chick ain't sticking around to hear it. She runs through the trees fast as she can, all the while movement behind her suggests that she is being pursued. Branches moving, leaves rustling, maybe a flock of birds that was just chilling flies away for some reason path is blocked there is nowhere to run out the bushes a dusty jason mask appears she looks on with terror but just as jason swipes with his machete cutting through vines and leaves she falls backwards into the rushing water she's dragged down the river until the water calms she limps onto shore by a building that resembles a cabin her leg now dislocated at the knee she pulls herself to the cabin she looks at the image of the sky god she took from Chad's body. 
As she lowers the picture, Jason is stood in front of her. Image on screen. The girl's body begins to decay, and shot by shot, it turns into a skeleton. The cabin becomes, becomes overrun with vines, and Jason, standing still in the doorway, becomes overgrown with vines too. The progression of time stops. That's a loud speaker is heard. What's up? I said, that's a sick image. Sorry, just like time lapse of Jason just standing there watching, mm. waiting for the next victim while he gets fucking taken over by nature. That's fucking dope. Mm. A loudspeaker is heard as the land is being repurposed for the mission to the sun. <laughs> the very distant, I don't know, I like it. <laughs> the very distance and the landscape changes in stop motion. The top of the mountain is flattered and on top of, the, and on top of it, a rocket and launch pad are built. The extension happens bit by bit and more and more of the trees behind the cabin are removed from the shot until they come to Jason's cabin. Two men in high-vis vests argue with a sexy scientist. This land must be cleared by tonight for the rocket launch. Otherwise, there is a serious risk of fire below. We'll burn this land down if we have to. This is our only chance to keep the sun burning another 10,000 years. And that's your ass if you fuck this up. She hands the man a clipboard and they approach the house as she departs. Look at this pile of shit, the older one says. I say we just dynamite the whole thing. He puts his hand on the building. Two eyes peer through two holes that conveniently aren't covered with vines. <laughs> the other man sees the skeleton shop, sees the skeleton, say anything smart. He pulls the sun-faded Polaroid out of the bony fingers. Look at this ugly motherfucker, he says before looking up to see his blood-soaked companion who is now missing a hand hobble towards him. Jason steps out the doorway, the vines peeling off slowly. The man turns to run, but Jason grabs him by the head, squeezing both of his eyes until they explode. The man continues to run, now blind into the river that sweeps him off his feet far into the distance. Jason stalks the scientist into a military base. The camera walks in front of the woman as she passes a security check. Every guard she checks in with being dragged off camera or meeting a bloody demise soon after she passes. She reaches a building astronaut gear. Five minutes until you're needed on board. You're the only people who can do this, and we thank you for your sacrifice. One man responds, we're dead if we do it, or if we don't, Professor. An alarm sounds and a voice comes over the PA. The facility has been breached by some sort of hostile. We need to get the boys off the planet now. Sending a security detail. The door tears open, it's Jason. He shoves his machete into the pack of one of the astronauts, and they go flying, propelled by some sort of gas through a window. An explosion is seen in the direction they were shot. He pushes the professor aside and chops through one of the astronauts' helmets. The shot is from inside of the helmet, and you see the machete get caught. The astronaut tries to look to go as Jason slowly pushes the blade through the helmet, cutting through the dead the dude's head and slicing it in two. The sound of the gunfire... Sorry, motherfucker. The sound of gunfire. Security has arrived. The professor and the astronauts run through the open window towards the rocket as Jason does battle with the soldiers. They're outside now and Jason is slicing these dudes into pieces, but they keep coming wave after wave, knowing if the mission fails, the whole world is doomed. Bodies start to pile up. Jason is fighting on top of corpses. In the background, you see the remaining astronauts climbing up the towering metal stairs that will lead them to the spaceship. The rocket is beginning to turn on the jets in preparation for leaving the planet. The astronaut run, but the bodies pile up beneath Jason's feet in what feels like infinite waves of men willing to be slaughtered just to slow him down. As the professor gets to the end, ah, as the professor gets to the end of the gangway to open the door to the rocket, a countdown begins. She goes to press a button. As she does so, a machete flies through the air, impaling her to the rocket itself. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven. Six, five, you know how numbers go. Four, <laughs> three, two, one. The rocket blasts off into the sky with the professor attached. The astronauts are incinerated from the jets and the trees surrounding Jason's cabin are ablaze. Wave after wave of men come at Jason as he is surrounded. There is a, a pop and the sun implodes. The mission fails. Yeah. The last moments of light are provided by the flaming forests behind Jason who is stood on a mound of corpses. The temperature of the earth shifts almost instantly and the planet is no longer hospitable to life. The last light in the universe quickly fizzles out and an ember floats by in the sky, illuminating 
quickly freezing corpses and alone in blackness till the end of time. God fucking damn. Okay, that was insanely creative. Um, Not what I expected at all, but like, this is one of the reasons why I think this fucking idea for this podcast is so sick because someone, two people can have such different ideas of where the story could go. And um, yeah, man, I love the idea of civilization starting over again. I love the fact that basically Jason is the protagonist. Like there's no final girl. Like everyone else is sort of inconsequential to this force of nature, just like fucking going through the universe and just cutting his way through. I thought that was sick. I like the fact that he starts off. uh, Yeah. He starts off like metal and then fucking, uh, you know, goes back to normal again. And I love that whole shit with the vines and stuff like that. It would definitely be like a super unconventional Friday the 13th sequel. Like it would it would break away from the mold of sort of the, the normal slasher film. So yeah, I thought that was very, very interesting and very, very fucking cool. I like it. <laughs> right, okay, fuck. Well, we're going to go ahead and go into my one then. Uh, so basically my one is much more conventional than yours it follows exactly straight on after and also it's nowhere near as beautifully written as yours either so you're just gonna have to deal with me explaining some shit as we go along but uh so this is for jason x 2.0 and also let me just say before we carry on for anyone that's listening like we're aware that the movie is called jason x because it's the 10th movie in the series not because his name is jason x we're like we know that yeah but this is a sequel to that story so therefore it's jason x 2.0 um, I thought that was sick because of the whole computer aspect. But then Megan, have you seen that Megan movie? The one with uh, the robot girl in it recently. No. No. Well, anyway, they're, they're making a sequel to it. And... I'm a woodfuck. It's kind, of, it's kind of like somewhere in between Orphan and like... <sighs> Chucky, basically. It's Orphan Mechanism? and Chucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of ex machina as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so basically they're doing a sequel to that and they're calling it Megan 2.0 so they can fucking suck my dick, take my ideas. But anyway, let's crack on. So the movie opens at the end of the first movie. Uh, the two We've got the exact same shot of the two teens at the lake. They see Jason land and they go to investigate. Same dialogue, everything. Then they get to the lake and the lake's like boiling because of this like insanely hot metal landing into the, into the, into the, into the lake. Then... um. The girl says to the boy, like, you know, go and call for help. So he goes and runs off. Also, by the way, like I say, all of this is pure 1980s. So the the pickup truck, there's no futuristic tech around at all, right? And so he runs off into the woods and she's looking at the lake investigating. He gets to the phone and he starts calling for help when he turns around and there's Jason. But Jason's like fucking on fire, basically. He's like really super hot. All of his metal stuff is all burned away. He's just flesh Jason immediately. So we're right back to the status quo. Uh, he grabs the boy and he grabs him by the head. And as soon as he grabs him by the head, the heat of Jason makes his head burst into flames, right? And when his head bursts into flames, the, his eyes pop and all the blood rushes out, cooling Jason's hands, right? <laughs> anyway, we cut right. back to the girl at the lake looking at the boiling water. She touches it and she's like, oh, fucking hell, that's bare hot. That's not the exact line, but whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then anyway, <laughs> she turns around and she sees like this silhouette at the, at the, at the forest line. And she's like, you know, calling out for the boyfriend's name. Um, And then Jason just starts charging towards her. She's like, what the fuck? And he grabs her by the neck. But but she doesn't burst into flames because his hand's been cooled by the blood. And he's a bit confused Mm -hmm. by that. And then he looks behind her and sees the boiling lake. And then he slowly walks into the lake with her screaming as she's lowered into the into the boiling water. And then she's dead out. Right. And then anyway, Jason sort of walks back onto shore, looks at the woods and then slowly starts trudging into the woods as we pan over to a map of the campgrounds. But then as we get closer to the to the date, it says Friday the 13th, 2454. So it's the same year as Jason X. And then as we go towards the map, it glitches out because it's actually a digital display. And then we go into the Friday the 13th and then start going around the wires. And that's our opening credit sequence. So you're like, what the fuck? Anyway, cut to the introduction of our main cast. It's a class of kids on a spaceship about to go on a field trip to the planet Jason landed on. We learn it's not Earth 2, but it's actually a nostalgia planet, 80s world. We're told about all the nostalgia planets being a huge thing where people can go and learn about history. So you've got all these different planets that this corporation, probably Disney, have all bought up. And uh, each one is like, you know, 60s world, 70s world, 80s world, 90s world. And all of these worlds are dedicated to these one 
these one decades, right? Because also there's a lot of people that just want to go and live in that time. We meet the usual cast. We've got the jock, the nerd, the history buff. In there, we also have this engineer girl who's reminiscent of Sauron in Jason X, the guy who built the uh, sex robot, right? So they're all these kids and they're going down to 80s world. They get down there and they get to the camp meeting. The camp manager, who will obviously be, be, be played by Robert England, right? Uh, Freddy Krueger. But now he's an old man, so he'd be a perfect camp manager. They're made to hand in all of their tech. So all of their future stuff... Uh, uh, which is placed in a safe room, but the engineer girl sneaks her own shit out, which is like, you know, like just like a, an iPhone, but in that like time. So it would be hella fucking, uh, you know, advanced or whatever. So anyway, she sneaks her thing and that'll be important later. Uh, so the manager takes them on a tour of the camp, introducing us to the concept of Android workers. So these are similar to KM, but way more advanced and more human looking and acting because KM was obviously a student project. If you think like, he was able to build that on his own and he's just a fucking kid at school. Imagine what like these things in the real world, like what, what level they'll be at. So anyway, uh, these androids, uh, they're created by a machine that's on site. And all you need to do is type in the info to designate their task. And it will basically fucking 3d print them out. Yeah. Uh, so like chef, counselor, gardener, whatever. Although gardeners aren't actually needed because there's a laser system set up to cut the grass and keep up appearances. They're shown this laser system, uh, but there's also a safety protocol built in that can't be bypassed where it's impossible to be harmed by the lasers when a human being is in range. Yeah. Unless someone was to fuck with that or whatever, I don't know. While this is going on, we see a human worker out with an android uh, looking for the missing teens from the beginning when they're killed by Jason. Uh, the human is pissed that he's missing his hockey practice. But yeah, they're killed by Jason. And Jason also recognizes the android is an android and thinks about KM who fucked his shit up so much and goes like super nasty on her. Anyway, he then notices the human's open backpack and finds a hockey mask inside, which he puts on and goes about his day. So you're showing Jason's face face. Well, you don't see it. But yeah, it would be a lot of hmm. shots from behind and, and in shadow and stuff like that. Like you don't actually see it. Or maybe you would. I don't know. It depends like how cool the design could be. It could be pretty fucked up. But yeah, anyway, he finds the hockey mask and uh, goes about his day. So that night, everyone is put to bed. But the teens obviously start a party slash campfire where they start to tell scary stories. The historian of the group then launches into a story of Jason Voorhees talking about, you know, oh my God, at a camp just like this in the 80s, there was this guy and then he just disappeared without a trace and blah, 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 blah. And all the kids are like shitting themselves. As this is going on, a couple slip away to go and fuck, uh, but run afoul of Jason running into where all the lasers are. Jason then looks at his hand and sees wires, like little tiny worms starting to poke out through his skin. Because while he is all flesh on the surface, he's still quite robotic underneath. So he goes up to the panel and then he touches the panel and the wires all go into it. And he basically fucking hacks into the system and turns all the lasers on and dices these motherfuckers up into small cubes like uh, Colin Salmon in Resident Evil. But wait, Jason, Jason is, is, is essentially, well, let's, I'll, I'll put it politically correct. He's dimwitted, is he not? Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. But he sees these worms and he's like, oh, what, what the fuck is this? And that mm. looks a bit like that. So I'm just going to put so my they'll, hand So they'll here. do it for him, essentially? He doesn't have to think about it? Yeah, maybe. I feel like he would just put two and two together, but you are right. Like, maybe maybe it would just, like, do it for... Maybe they would shoot out into the panel or something like that, mm. right? But anyway, so then, yeah, Jason's got a new power. He's now a technopath. He can fucking communicate with machines. Yeah, so anyway, he dices those kids up into cubes. We get another scene with the teens where they notice the couple is missing. The final girl and her love interest go out to look for them and find their mutilated cube-to-fuck corpses, panicking and running back to let the others know. Cut to Jason stumbling across the android making machine and after like another kill. Uh, actually, it'll be the, the camp manager. So Robert England's gone as well, right? So he finds this android making machine and the wires come out again and connect to the android machine. And we see the reflection of the hockey mask in the screen as a shitload of code starts flashing up like way quick more than you can see. And the machine starts to roar to life as we cut back to the teens. They're panicking about what to do when the engineer girl pipes up. She's hacked into the security cameras and found the footage of Jason landing, killing the original teens and also obviously killing their friends. Uh, she then plays the video of Jason putting on the mask, which makes the historian panic. That's that's him. It's Jason Voorhees. Some of the teens then doubt the threat, saying that if that's Jason, this must be part of the nostalgia. But the final girl says it can't be because their friends are really fucking dead. 
They then decide they need their tech, and without their tech, they can't call home, so they're fucked. Also, if you remember the mercs that were in the first one, let's just imagine that any big ship has its own force like that, right? So what they need to do is they need to call the big ship to come down and get them, send help, send big guns, all that sort of stuff. But they need to get their tech to do that. The engineer girl says that she can do it by hacking the phones, but half of them doubt her. They're like, oh, fuck you, you're just a nerd. Like, we need to go and get our shit. Uh, their mission is to get to the safe, to open it and call for the grunts on the main ship to come and fuck Jason up. They go on the mission splitting up with half of the group going with the jock to go and get to the safe and the other half going with the nerd girl to um, to uh, hack the phones. Uh, the jock then stumbles upon a woman hiding, terrified, after finding the camp manager dead. She says she knows how to open the vault and so they take her with them while the final girl group runs into Jason and they lose a couple of characters. The jock group reach the vault and get the woman to input the code when her hand opens up spewing the same wires. She then has a speech about her special, special little boy. We then realise that this is an android version of Pamela fucking Voorhees, Jason's mother. So Jason, with his memories of his mum, has recreated the psycho original killer as a fucking robot. As, a, as an evil, vengeful robot. She auto-destructs the vault, destroying all of the tech inside, and then introduces the group to her special little boy as Jason comes in and slaughters them all. This would just be the most ridiculous scene ever. It's Jason killing like seven or eight people just in one room while they all scream and be amazing. Uh, the final girl group hear the massacre over a walkie-talkie. The jock had and are at a loss, knowing that their call for help won't happen. They turn to the engineer, who's got a smile on her face as she's already hacked the phones and called for help. So help is actually on the way. Uh, the group rejoices when the engineer notices the Android creator booth. So they basically found their place, that, so found their way to the same spot. The group realizes that Jason will come for them before the grunts can get there when she hacks into it and starts tapping away. Um, I forgot to mention there's a teacher with them as well. Uh, this teacher would be played by Brendan Fletcher, who you won't probably know who I'm talking about, but he's... Uh, He's the he's the friend in Freddy versus Jason. He's in the Rampage films. He he was also in that Violent Night film recently. But he's a really fucking sick Canadian like character actor, and I love him. And even though he gets killed in Freddy versus Jason, he can be the teacher in this. Just give the cunt a beard. Um. Anyway, so the teacher turns around to her and she's just like, "What are you doing? Like, you want to make another one of those? Like talking about Pamela." And um and she says with a few adjustments and then she starts tapping away. Da -da 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 -da. The pod opens and good Pamela walks out. She's made a version of the psychotic killer that isn't psychotic, but actually a protector, like a like a real mother. Like the good version, right? Basically, yeah. The pod opens and good Pamela walks out looking shocked before demanding to know what the fuck is going on. So I'd love for like the smoke to clear for her to step out. She's played by Eva Green, by the way. Again, I, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's uh, she's in loads of stuff and she's hot as fuck. But she would, uh, yeah. Green. Eva Green, yeah. She's in, um, she's in Sin City 2, even though that movie sucked dick. She's in a yeah, bunch yeah. of stuff, but she's so, she's like ridiculously peng. She's absolute like ideal. Uh, but the, yeah, when she the smoke clears and she walks out and she's looking around at everyone all wide eyed, like not knowing what's going on. And then there's just she gets all seely for a minute and just goes, what the fuck is going on? And then we cut cut to Jason and his mother as she tells him they need to go to the main control room and hack the planet, <laughs> make it their new home. Uh, they break into the control room and all of the wires start coming out of Jason from all over his body this time. Uh, the planet starts to shake and we cut around numerous cities as the planet starts to change, evolve and millions die. Earthquakes, buildings collapsing, like fucking so many people getting murked, immediately making this the highest body count of any Jason movie ever. The remaining group realize what's going on and decide they need to stop them heading towards the control center. They get there and find Jason who's now embedded in the machinery, basically like Tetsuo in Akira, right? So he's, he's all like just in it. You can only like see his face, but he's part of the mm -hmm. machine. Uh, he isn't there anymore, fully part of the machine. So the engineer starts hacking when evil Pamela steps into frame, ready to kill them all. That's when good Pamela jumps in and spears her through a wall into another room and the two begin to have a fight. So what we got here, right? And I just got chills because I can see this <laughs> scene in my head, yeah? What we've got here is fucking good Pamela versus evil Pamela. And I, I actually wrote this scene and they're fighting each other. And, um, you know, evil Pamela's blaming the kids. And good Pamela is like getting more and more pissed off. And then she gets like this wrench and there's just this moment, right? Where I'm sure you, I don't know if you know, like the famous speech that she says, you know, um, she says, oh, 
you know, they should have been watching him. Uh, he's not a very strong swimmer. Like what happens is, is good Pamela starts fucking lamping evil Pamela in the head as she's like crawling away. And she's saying like, you know, you should have been watching him. He wasn't a very good, like basically blaming Pamela and like saying that actually really Pamela should have been responsible for the fact that her son died. And, um, and uh, mm -hmm. as she, as she's hitting her, like Pamela's trying to crawl away. And then on like the third or fourth hit, she starts glitching out. And when she glitz glitches out, her robot noises come out and she's like, kick, 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 ma, ma, ma. She starts making the fucking <laughs> Jason noise, right? <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then basically Pamela just uh, obliterates her. And that's the end of evil Pamela. So the engineer tries to shut Jason down when the grunts arrive to find them. Uh, the engineer succeeds and the lights all go out and everything goes quiet for a moment. That's when Jason bursts out of the machinery, now fully metal again and uber, and starts killing all the grunts, plus a couple of the teens. So we've got another massive fight sequence where he's just going ham. Um, and yeah, good Pamela is obviously defeating evil Pamela. Then just as Jason is about to kill the final girl and her friends, good Pamela appears behind him, grabs hold of him and starts pulling him back into the machinery. The planet starts to shake once more as things come apart and the teens run to the grunt ship. They get on and fly away, then turn back to see the planet's destruction has now formed it into the shape of a planet-wide Jason mask. Right? Planet mm -hmm. Jason. They fly away, and we cut back to the planet once more in the control room, uh, as the control room is completely destroyed. A screen echoes the kit, 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 ma, 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 robot sound, wires spark, and things get quiet when suddenly a ripped-apart Jason bursts through the metal floor credits nice. and that's it and I, I do have a sequel idea as well to that which is just a just a quick one i thought i had this fucking written down but i guess i don't let me just double check um i had a further sequel i think yeah with the issue with like him so something dope that you could do as an endor so if there was a way that Jason could stop communication with the outside fucking planets or whatever is beyond that planet mm -hmm. and the security force of grunts be on planet, you could end it with another bus full of fucking kids arriving. But, you know, they might be tipped off by the giant Jason mask. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, no, I think... <laughs> The reason that the grunts come in at the end is just to give us like a really epic fucking conclusion. Um, but sure. yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, you know, obviously I really fucking like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, any other, any other thoughts on it at all? No, no, I enjoy it. I, I, I do want to know what your sequel to your sequel is. Yeah, I think the sequel to the sequel is going to basically be, it's kind of a generic thing, but it's like just almost Resident Evil 2-ish, like, uh the 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 oh fuck i do remember what it was oh my god right okay here we go so basically what happens is you get an after credit scene of uh this ship being ordered to go down and get jason's body right and it's a whole group of mercenaries and all that stuff and then at the end of the scene mm. you realize that they're being sent down there by wayland yutani which is the company from aliens right and, yeah. there, and then and then you get another scene where that ship is being watched as it approaches the planet and it's being watched by the Head fucking predator. predator yeah yeah and the predator <laughs> on his the predator on his ship has alien eggs so what mm. we've got then is jason versus alien versus predator for the third one right and then i even had even a sillier idea which is one of the soldiers in that movie he's doing research into an old like family curse and as he gets called away to go and get suited up you realize that he's researching freddy krueger <laughs> <laughs> so freddy versus jason versus alien just, versus predator uh, all in one movie this massive war just that takes place. just keep on having really fucking been having these really weird dreams and then yeah and then obviously jason would have to get um Jason would get impregnated by an alien at one point and the chest burster would burst out of him, but it wouldn't kill him because obviously Jason can't die. So then you've got a, you've got a xenomorph running around with Jason's fucking DNA and a hockey mask looking skull, even though it's mm -hmm. not part of his DNA, the hockey mask, but Hey, you know, whatever. 
and yeah. um and yeah and uh, so that would be the sequel to the sequel which is just <laughs> never ever get made but i would fucking die 14 year old me well, i mean 35 year old me would lose their shit so i've been thinking about it chat gpt and all of them right they can make images you could essentially yeah. make a stop motion version of that using chat gpt yeah kind of uh, like um do you know uh, corridor crew? have you ever seen corridor crew on youtube no nah. they're these uh they're these special effects guys they're fucking super talented but um they do challenges and stuff like that and they recently made uh they made ai anime and um, I won't go like just look at. I'll send you the link afterwards. But it's really interesting. But they actually go into depth of why using AI to create like sequential images is so difficult. And they had to do mm. all of these like massive workarounds in order to do that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy to fucking make it into a comic book one day. I think that would be mm. sick. Although now that Alien and Predator are owned by Disney and Jason's owned by Warner Brothers, um, I think that'd be it'd be a bit impossible. But yeah, but anyway. So that's yeah. that. Ruff, ruff. All right. well, so um, so now I mean we're gonna put it out to the audience. Uh, if you're listening, you know, um, I was like normally the thing is like you know which one do you like better or which one would you want to see made more? But they're so fucking different. Like your one was just I was not expecting it to be as creative as it was. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? What do you guys think? Uh, is there any uh sequel ideas that you have that you might want to pitch? Um, which would you want to see? How much do you think they would cost as well? I feel like your one would have to be directed by Stanley Kubrick as well. Yeah, mine, mine would fucking cost a lot. <laughs> mine, you know, that, that's the good thing about writing this shit is uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a, um, there's one idea that I want to do in the future and I'd really love to do this as an episode with um, with Zach Amico, who I did the podcast with in New York. But uh, I want to do an episode where it's versus Jason. So mm. any character in the world ever, but you make a movie about that character versus Jason. Mm. And my character would be Batman versus Jason. And I've written it and it's fucking fire. I love that idea so much. So would he just end up subduing Jason like fucking Solomon Grundy? In... I can't I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it because I've got to save it for an episode. But, I think um... If I had to do one, it would be the mask versus Jason. <laughs> They're both essentially fucking um, infinite beings who are immortal. Yeah. Um, the mask is hilarious and dark and fucking blows your fucking face off. And Jason is like the perfect um, straight man, let's call him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. All, all of the jokes can be played on Jason. He would never fucking, you know, never flinch, which would be. Yeah. Him. And also, Jason can't die. So the mask can really let loose. But also, I like the idea of the fact that they're both, they're both obviously characters that are so about their masks so that's yeah. interesting as well like yeah that's super clever but yeah. all right man look that's gonna be it man thank you so fucking much for doing this yeah. i really yeah, appreciate it thank you thank you for putting so much work into your fucking pitch that was awesome it was this, this is... morning i wrote it all this morning yeah this is um you know this is obviously the first episode um we've got guests lined up like i don't want to say any names because obviously people could back out but some of the people i've been talking to on instagram like i cannot fucking wait to bring them on like a lot of people that are that are much better writers than me oh my god but anyway cool listen once again thank you so much for being on calvin and uh yeah where the fuck's my sequel see you again soon yeah. bye bye <laughs>